getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. It's time now for Getting to Know You, a program designed to learn more about those who live and work in our community. Now, here is today's host. Thank you, Earl. Good to have you with us on our program called Getting to Know You, where we talk with a lot of folks in and around the Chattanooga area and sometimes even out of the area about their ministry and what God is doing in their lives. Today, we're going to be talking to a pastor, not just any pastor. We're going to be talking to a retired pastor. We're going to look inside his head today and find out some great tips about being a pastor and what God has shown him down through these years. My guest is a good friend, Jim Hensley. Jim, good to have you with us on the program. Glad to be here. Boy, it's good to see you again. We've uh, we've met several times. My mom, Eula Sneed, was uh, one of your members. Yeah. You pastored at one time, Middle Valley Baptist. That's right. How many years did you pastor there? I was there? there 11 years. 11 years. And thoroughly enjoyed being uh, Beulah and your dad's pastor. So th- that's right. You were, uh, dad was living. That's right. During during that time. That's right. Uh, well, I'm kind of partial. They're, they're <laughs> great. They're great folks. Well, they were very supportive of their pastor. Yeah. And that means a lot. They, all, they always have men. Jim Hensley, let's find out a little bit about you. Let's go back and when and where you were born. I was born in Leesburg, Florida, and reared in Wildwood, Florida, about 12 miles due west. And most people probably don't know Wildwood. You know Wildwood, Georgia, maybe, but not Wildwood, Florida. Wildwood, Florida is about 60 miles due south of the swamp. That is Gatorland. No. And um, one, both of them are on off I-75. Your mom and dad, was were they from that area, from the Florida area? My dad was raised in North Carolina, went to Florida as a young man, and uh, my mom was raised in central Florida. They eventually moved to Wildwood, and he became a uh, engineer for the uh, railroad there. Oh, okay. Let's find out a little bit more. When uh, you were born there, Wildwood, Florida, uh, what about brothers and sisters? I have uh, had uh, my one brother who has uh, passed away, and I have uh, three sisters. That we had, there were five of us in all. So you were out. The guys were outnumbered. Uh, they were outnumbered a little bit. Were you the oldest or youngest, or I was second from the youngest. Okay. All right. Talking with Jim Hensley. Let's find out a little bit more about Jim growing up. What type of a youngster was Jim Hensley? Well, I was talking to my wife the other day about it, and uh, at my age, I think a lot of us kind of reminisce a little bit about the past and. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of my greatest memories is the fact that from the first grade through the seventh grade, I had the privilege of being with a friend of mine and going uh, two or three times a week to a pony farm about a mile from our house. And Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, people who owned that pony farm would always let us ride. All we would do is go to their door, ask if we could ride them, and, and they would tell us who we could ride that day. They raised uh, ponies and sold them. 
And my favorite pony was Little Bit. And one day uh, a guy came and they had me to get on him and show him off. I thought they were just wanting to know how well I rode. No, they wanted to buy a little bit, and oh, they did. no. <laughs> yes. How old were you when that happened? Probably fourth grade. Fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And when they sold a little bit, tears? Oh, yes, tears. Great tears. Great huh. tears. But it was a great time in my life. Had a lot of joy. And my parents were a very functional family. My Neither of them claimed to be Christian until after I was a Christian uh, at age 14. But they were good folks, and they raised us to go to Sunday school. They sent us to Sunday school. They didn't do exactly what they ought to do, take us, but they sent yeah. us, and I'm glad for that. Well, it was a different era back mm-hmm. then. Talking with Jim Hensley, Jim grew up, born and raised in Wildwood, Florida. Actually, you probably helped raise some of those ponies down yeah. there, didn't you? Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. Did you ever go over and feed and water and take care of them and... Did that, camped out in the bunkhouse, would go to pony sales with the owners. Oh. It was a great life. I'm, I'm sure, sure it was. Now, you were talking about you were saved at the age of 14. Give, right. us, give us that testimony. In Sunday school, I had a 14-year-old uh, Sunday school class teacher named uh, Al Smith, and he was one of the greatest teachers I ever had. Every Sunday, he would literally preach Jesus Christ, hmm. and it got to my heart. One day, the pastor and an evangelist came to our home, hoping our parents would be there. I was the only one there, and they asked me if I were a Christian, and I said, no, I'm not. And they said, do you want to become one? And I said, yes, I do. And they said, do you know how? And I said, yes, I do. Unfortunately, they didn't talk to me anymore about that. They invited me to the revival, but all afternoon, my Literally, my heart beat uh, loudly. I could just feel it. And I just started praying and sensing God's presence. That night, during the revival, the Lord saved me. And I don't believe that He saves a person by walking down an aisle or anything like that. But I did walk an aisle. And I was holding the pew in front of me pretty tightly. And I said, Lord, I just can't can't wait any longer. I believe your son died on that cross for me, and I, I trust you as my Savior. Amen. And when I did, I walked down that aisle. 14-year-old boy and the Holy Spirit, it sounded like, uh, seemed like the Holy Spirit was just really convicting you. Absolutely. Of your need of a Savior. You remember who the evangelist was? Oh, I was thinking of his name, C.J. Smiley. Okay. You know, I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he was an evangelist, and I don't know too much about him. I saw him about 10 years later, and I told him I came forward in one of his services. And, and of course, he was delighted to hear that. And rejoice. So you were saved at the age of 14. What about growing up uh, junior high and high school? Uh, those were great years as well. I remember in the 10th grade, uh, I sensed that God might be calling me to the ministry. I went to a conference on Christian vocations, thinking to get some answers there. And on the way, we had a breakdown. And I thought, oh, goodness, we're not going to get there. And so uh, it just, in my heart, I said, I've got to get there somehow or another. And so when when we finally got it fixed, we got there in time for the last three or four sessions. And, uh, And on the last session... We had a commitment time to ministry or some kind of Christian service. And so 
I walked down that aisle on the 13th verse or so. I didn't count them. But, uh, uh, and uh, the, the pastor of my church, Claude McAdams, uh, was there, and he saw that. And later he said he wanted to talk with me. And um, that was, I believe, in the fall of 1959. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But in the spring of 1960, he asked me to preach the youth uh, as a youth pastor uh, to the church, and I was to preach Sunday night and the next Sunday morning. And I remember it was my first uh, sermon. Uh, there were about 200 people there, and every time I would give a book report, oral book report in school, I was just shaking. I mean, I, I just was terrified to speak in front of people. Yeah. And uh, so I, I prayed and sought God's face. I uh, uh, practice, put it on tape. It was 45 minutes long. Well, when I delivered it, it was 20 minutes. <laughs> but I remember asking the pastor, I said, well, what if I get too afraid to step up to the pulpit? He said, well, you keep praying in the service, sing with the congregation. I did, and then the special uh, music time came. They, they sat down, and I thought, oh, it's my turn. I was shaking like a leaf. I thought, my goodness, Lord, you've got to do something. And when I went to the pulpit and put my hands on the pulpit, all fear left. It was amazing. And I did the 20 minutes and then the following Sunday. I'd asked the pastor of the church, I said, you know, I don't know much doctrine. I was only 16. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know much doctrine. And I said, uh, I really am not sure what I should preach. He said, son, preach what you know. And I knew that Jesus was my Boy, Savior. what wisdom. <laughs> yes. And uh, I preached on Acts 412, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And, of course, that's the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're talking with Jim Hensley. Jim has been a pastor for over 50 years, pastored several churches, and he's. we'll get into the book that he's just written and released in just a few moments. But we're finding out something about Jim, preached his first message. He was saved at 14, preached his first message as 16. And Jim, I've heard that story, you know, many times over, you know, we're all afraid, we're scared, we're mm-hmm. shaking, but then when we get behind mm-hmm. that pulpit and God gets a hold mm-hmm. of us, he calms that fear, Amen. and we, if we get ourselves out of the way mm-hmm. and we can preach Jesus, mm-hmm. just preach him. Amen. And, that, and that's what we need to look at. What about uh, graduating in high school? When did when and where did you go to high school? I graduated in 1964 uh, at the Wildwood High School. Uh, I went uh, one year then to Carson Newman College, and then I transferred to a community college in Ocala, Florida, just south of Gainesville. And uh, I finished up at the University of Florida, went to Southern Baptist Seminary for three years, and uh, about five years after I was out of that seminary, I began working on my doctor of ministry degree at New Orleans Seminary in New Orleans, Louisiana. I actually began my pastoring during the college days at uh, when I was at the University of Florida, mm-hmm. and I pastored a little church for three years and then went to seminary and pastored a church uh, during seminary. Graduated from seminary and went to Orlando, Florida for my first full-time church, as you would call it. How did you know that God was calling you to be a pastor? You know, I had a, a, a fellow member of, of, of my class. In fact, she's on Facebook with me, and I told her the other day through Facebook, I said, you were the one to ask me the question, how do you know God's calling you? And I said, it's just you, you begin to sense it. 
I remember when I was in the third grade, I had an uncle who was a Church of God preacher, uh, Fraser Rogers, and he made a great impact on my life. And he set me on my on his knee, and he said, "Son, you're going to be a preacher boy." I said, "No, Uncle Fraser, no." He says, "You're going to be a preacher boy," and um, he died two years later. Uh, in a tragic accident, mm. one of the one of the in fact on his grave it says to know him was to love him, and uh, love exuded from the man. But I, I remembered him. I remembered what he said, and uh, there were no pastors other than he uh, uh, in our uh, family line on both sides. So God just began to work in my heart. And when I went to that conference, and when I was sixteen, the I just knew that I had to get there to hear from God. And that, that day, I just knew that he had called me. And then whenever I preached that first sermon and put my hand on the pulpit and all the fear left, I knew that was my calling. Mm-hmm. I feel like that it's, it's God places in a man a desire to do it, and he can't do anything else. That's the truth. He's got, he's got to preach, whether it's a pastor or evangelist mm-hmm. uh, or a missionary. Mm-hmm. He's got to preach Jesus Christ. That's right. We're talking with Jim Hensley. Jim has been a pastor for over 50 years. Exactly. How many How many years have you been a pastor, Jim? Well, I started at 19, and I'm 71. At 69, I had to retire because of health. That, that's 50 years, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he's 50 years in the ministry and pastoring several churches. We'll find out a little bit more about that. But now, uh, in his uh, later years here, he's written a book, and it's entitled The Christian's Incredible Journey, A Life of Salvation. How long have you been writing this book, Jim? Well, I started a a few years ago, and I really started it for a new members class, and I've taught it uh, in the new members class for a while. And, And when I retired and went to my current church, uh, I asked the pastor if I could have some kind of ministry there, and we we came to the conclusion I could teach a new members class. So I took all the old material I had and put it into a, a different uh, sort of outline. When he read it, he said, this is exactly what I want. How long did it take you to write? And I said, about 50 years. So <laughs> it's an accumulation of about 50 years of writing. A lifetime of, writing. of yes. ministry. What's really the purpose when you're writing the book? It's mainly for Christians to mature in their faith and become mature disciples in Jesus Christ. Now, a person who is lost can read this and, I think, benefit from it, but I try to get it into the hands of as many Christians as I possibly can just to be able to, uh, to put in in their hands something that is like Christianity from A to Z or salvation at a, at a glance. That's why I entitled it The Christian's Incredible Journey because it is a journey as a definite beginning, and then it ends with that new eternity with Christ. Uh, but it is an incredible journey, and it's a journey of salvation. It's The whole journey is what salvation is all about. Uh, the Scripture says, work out your salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, is that what you're referring to, yes, that yes. It, a person is saved? You know, I, I'm thinking of a new Christian. Maybe he's been saved a day or mm-hmm. two or a week or maybe just a month and everything. He or she... Really, and I'll go back to when I was a young guy, I had no idea what to do. Mm. The only thing I knew to do was to mimic some people in the church. 
And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. On that. Is that what you're referring to on working out their salvation? Yes, so that they can understand what their salvation means for their daily life. I think so many people in the church compartmentalize their lives. They say, oh, yes, God uh, and the Holy Spirit needs to be in my church life. But then they have their social life, they have their family life, their work or school life, their personal life. And I deal with that in the book. And uh, many times they, iso- they, they basically say, well, uh, you know, God is not the center of my life in those areas. And I believe he must be the center of our lives in all areas of our life, our personal life, our school life, or whatever area mm-hmm. of our life. Yeah, I would want to come back and say, well, why not? It's like a, one of the deacons I had in one of my churches, I preached that, and he said, you know, when I was growing up in the panhandle of West Florida, he said, I had my church life and my regular life, and I didn't see any connection. And then he said, now God has shown me that everything I do must be done for the glory of God. So it stressing those things, I, I think, helps Christians. Yeah. We're talking with Jim Hensley. Jim is a pastor, been pastoring for over 50 years. He's retired now because of health. But now you do fill in at times, don't you, Jim? Well, uh, if I have the opportunity, one of the things since I, I teach the, uh, this book, actually in my church as a new member's class, it is difficult to get away from that, but I would love to preach some Sunday night somewhere, but that's kind of difficult to find. But uh, maybe a pastor listening to this would give that opportunity. would be glad to do it. All right, or filling in as a pastor's on vacation right. for a week. Uh, tell me, let's talk a little bit about the church that you're going to now mm-hmm. and a little bit about your the class itself. Tell us about the church. Okay. Uh, it began a few years ago in the Y on Hickson Pike in Chattanooga, and I believe they met there for a, about two years. Uh, they built, uh, bought a building in the north part of Saudi Daisy, uh, just north of the lake on Old Dayton Pike, and uh, it's the building that the Union Fork Baptist Church mm-hmm. met in for many years. Just after I retired, uh, they actually moved into that building, and since it was four minutes from our house, we felt like we should check it out. And when I uh, heard our pastor for the first time preach verse by verse from the Scripture, my wife and I discussed it, and we decided that that might be the place for us. So we went two or three more times and uh, got to talking to the pastor and and telling him that I, I believe that God wanted me to have a ministry uh, continuing in some way. And so he asked me to uh, get into the uh teaching of the new members class, and after he saw the first uh, outline of it, he says, why don't you put that in the form of a book? I had never thought of it, and uh, I will tell you, it's been a a great journey writing the book, but when you've got to have every letter right, (laughs) every spacing right, oh man, Uh, even after four proofs, my wife proofreading it four times, and and me uh, proofreading it four times, uh, we, we saw some errors. It always happens. It's always a work in progress. Yes. Uh, Talking with Jim Hensley, he's written a book called The Christian's Incredible Journey, A Life of Salvation, and he's using it now in his church. And give us the name of the church. It's Christ Reformed Church. And the pastor is? Is Brett Watson. Brett Watson. I've heard that name before. Mm -hmm. Brett Watson. And it's in the North Sada Daisy 
area, right? There. Just north of the lake on Old Dayton Pike. It's a white building, mm-hmm. and uh, it is basically a Baptist church, uh, even though we do not have the Baptist name on it. That is a trend in these days, mm-hmm. right? And you're teaching it as a new members course, right? Let's go back a little bit, Jim, and uh, we'll get back to your book. But you mentioned your wife proofreading. Tell us a little bit about your wife, uh, when and where you met her. Okay. In the ninth grade, her little hamlet or village uh, did not have uh, ninth grade to, through the twelfth, so they were transferred to our school. So I met her in the ninth grade, dated her a couple times in the tenth grade, and then in the eleventh grade we have dated, uh, we began to date more seriously, and uh, she's really the only person that I've really ever dated. Even in college, when we went to college, we decided we could uh, be, both be free, but neither of us decided to date anyone else. So we got married when I was uh, in my first pastorate. We were both 20 years of age, so we've been married just a little over 50 years. What and is her name? Her name is Vicki. Vicki, and her maiden name was? Is Word, like a word you speak. All right. Not the Word of God. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Word, and you've been married a little bit over 50 years. Right. Uh, children? We have two girls. One is 45, and uh, one is 40. Uh, one lives in the Saudi Daisy area, and the other one lives in Jacksonville. She's a pastor's wife. Right. And I have five grandchildren. Well, that was my next question. How many of those grandkids? <laughs> yes. you, tell us about the grandkids. Well, I, I loved them and, and appreciated them so much that I said to my daughters, if I knew how wonderful grandchildren were, I would have skipped the kids. Had <laughs> them. My dad said the same thing. Yes. Of course, the they took it well. Yeah, I'm sure. Their names? Uh, well, uh, Susan is our uh, oldest daughter, and uh, she has a son that is 21, one that is just graduating this year from uh, high school, and he is 18. And then they have a daughter that is 11. And then my daughter, uh, Krista, lives in this area, and she has a daughter, 11, and a daughter that is 8. Talking with Jim Hensley, Jim spent over 50 years as a pastor pastored several churches in the Chattanooga area. I know Middle Valley Baptist Church. Were there any other churches in the Chattanooga area you pastored, Jim? After that, I went, I, I, I felt because of some health problems, even at the age of 57, that I should probably do uh, interim ministry uh-huh. and went to uh, Macedonia Baptist Church in Cleveland and was interim there for a year, and then I became the pastor for two more years. And then I went back into interim work and did interim uh, for six months at uh, Union Fort Baptist Church in Saudi Daisy. Okay. And then after that, I felt led to go back into a, a, the pastorate, and I asked one of the director of missions of our area that uh, if he knew of a small church that I could handle physically uh, and stress-wise. And so I began to be the pastor of the Ogden Baptist Church. And then after that, I was pastor of Crossroads Baptist Church in uh, Powell's Crossroads. I've heard of that church before. In fact, I remember when you were pastoring mm-hmm. over in, in that, that area. Talking with Jim Hensley, retired pastor now for a little bit over, well, you've been retired for about a couple of years, but he pastored for over 50 years. He's written this incredible book called The Christian's Incredible Journey. A Life of Salvation. And when you first started, you said, did you say it took you about two years to get it all together? 
Well, I was teaching it as a new members class for almost two years. Okay. And then we, I put it in the form of a book. And when uh, I put it in the book form, I expanded it a little bit. Who's the publisher? Well, I'm just self-publishing. Okay. So you're having it, and it's available to anyone? Uh, yes. Uh, they could, uh, a person could email me, and I would be glad to send it to them. All right. What's that email address, Jim? Okay. It's J as in Jim, B as in boy, H-E-N-S-L-E-Y, Hensley at epbfi.com. J. B. Hensley at epbfi.com and request a copy. Now, I understand you're, you're not selling the book. No, we're not selling it. It's a ministry of our church, and what we're going to do is just send it to whoever wants it. We will tell them uh, with some information that we put in the book uh, that it cost... Uh, about $5 to print it. And if we have to send it by mail, uh, the envelope and the postage cost another $4. So it's about $9. Okay. So you're asking for a love offering. A love offering would be fine. Now, if someone wanted to use this in their church as a new member's material book, do you give them permission Oh yes. to use this? So right. they, they don't have to write you and get a written permission or anything like no. that? Uh, it's uh, I copyrighted it, but it's, that means copyright out of it. Okay, so they can take and use this. Uh, what about if they wanted to make photocopies of a particular page? Or are they able to do that? Uh, I would be glad for them to do that. Would you recommend that if if uh, someone was teaching this, they're taking a class through it? Would you recommend that each of the members in that class get a copy of it? I would. And I try to read it the week before the class takes place. And then when they get there, all of them are familiar with it enough to, for the teacher to just lead them in a discussion. And that way they would have it at home. Right. They'd be able to look at it. Mm-hmm. I, I can already say, hell, even from the one of the pages I printed here, it has a wealth of information, you know, about the Christian life. On the back side, you're talking about I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I refuse to be defeated. I live in the victory God gives by being. And you've given all these points, plus you give what, what I'd like. You give the scripture reference right. that they can use it, and they can go by and, and study mm. the Word of God. Yes, this really is my testimony, and I've had some form of this for the last probably 30 years. I knew I needed to put something on the back, and then just one day it just came to me, hey, put that information on the back and encourage people to take, say, a, a month and read it every day. And it will, it'll be uh, amazing how much of that sticks in their mind. We're talking with Jim Hensley, and if you'd like to have a copy of this brand-new book he's just published, The Christian Incredible Journey, A Life of Salvation. He's using it now as a new member's study reference, and if you'd like to have a copy of it, email Jim. His email address is jbhensley, H-E-N-S-L-E-Y, at epbfi.com, or you can call us here at the radio station, 493-4382, and I'll be happy to give you that information. Jim, our time is almost up, but before we go, give us one advice for that pastor out there that may be struggling 
in his ministry, what advice would you give that young man so he can continue on? My advice was would be that what you're doing is not for you. It is for the glory of God. And if you will preach for the glory of God, God will give you a satisfaction. There'll be times when very few people will respond, but there will be times when you will be, see great response. Just keep on keeping on. And I can say that if it were not for the grace and power of God, I would have given up ministry many years ago because it's not of us, it's of him. Amen. Amen. Jim, very few people spend 50 years in the ministry, mm-hmm. and God has given you a great mm-hmm. ministry. Talking with Jim Hensley. Jim, thank you for being with us on our program today. Um, it's been my privilege. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. You've been listening to Getting to Know You, a program designed to learn more about your friends who live and work in our community.